Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's great to have you with us here on the program as we're here every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m., and we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com with podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher Player, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. And we are on YouTube where you can listen to and watch these interviews. You get to see our guest and myself and uh, enjoy the uh, the views, if you will. We will also have our guest link posted on the video as well so that you can put that into your URL uh, field, your address field. And uh, off you go. Or if you're listening to the podcast on SoundCloud or what have you, uh, there is a, a link there that you can click on. It'll take you right to our guest website. Who's our guest, you ask? Well, our guest today is a woman who has uh, provided uh, a rather interesting conversation for us here on the program. She's a visionary and pioneer in spiritual growth and transformation, and uh, she shares life-changing experiences and insights with clarity and humor. She's captivate, she captivates readers and audiences with wisdom and practical guidance. Just what we need these days, more practical guidance. But from her perspective, it's definitely practical. Uh, from the blueprint for the human spirit, and that's actually a registered trademark. We'll find out what that's all about. Her holistic model for conscious, compassionate living, and she is an architect for the human spirit. Pamela, Pamela, and it's Girali. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you. I am so excited to be with you today. I love your hat. I'm a hat lady. And um, so I, I like hats. And I love the scenery in the background. What a beautiful picture. Ladies and gentlemen, that means that you will now have to go to YouTube if you're listening on the radio or at a podcast now you got to go to YouTube and the YouTube channel, Richard Dugan, and the banner, which reads uh, The Decade of Perfect Vision. And you're going to have to see what the background is behind me here, folks, uh, and, uh, and the hat as well. Now, you, you said before we started you have 200. 200 hats? I, well, I'm a collector, and I wear a lot of hats. I look good in hats, even really wild, crazy hats. But I gave about 50 of them to a local theater group, so I'm down a few right now but uh i love hats <laughs> do you have a hat uh where you could uh portray or impersonate carmen miranda um i have some really wild hats but i don't have any with fruit on them <laughs> <laughs> that's it right there folks at least not now <laughs> yeah. google carmen miranda and you'll see exactly what i mean yes. well you have uh, provided us with a very very interesting uh, conversation because you've written uh, uh your latest book is the dance of ego and essence and um we're here to talk about that here on the program <laughs> conscious uh, Confessions of div of a Divine Diva, uh, also uh, as sort of part of the subtitle there, and I I have to say that I find it really interesting how folks are, um, it, and maybe it's in spite of or because of uh, the pandemic, which I don't know, and I have no inside information, folks, but I'm hoping that maybe in the coming months it might be downgraded to an, uh, let's see, you go from a pandemic to, uh, what are they, I'm trying to think of what the lower level is, endemic or something, I don't know. Anyway, there's, I'm hoping it's downgraded soon because uh, we could use that. Uh, that would be, no yes. pun intended, a shot in the arm. But <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we talk about um, this process uh, of of transformation. I mean, you you're as it says here in in your information. Uh, uh, you're a visionary. You're a pioneer in spiritual growth and transformation. Uh, how did that start for you? Considering the fact that your major background uh, has to do with uh, you're you know a registered nurse, master's degree public health, doctorate in holistic health and science. Um, you've got the education, um, and I have to tell you that when we talk about our intuition, and we'll get into that later, um, a lot of folks, they're starting to listen to their own intuition, and they don't need this, you know, these fancy highfalutin degrees with all them letters behind them. Um, they're getting all the guidance they need there. How did you begin this process of not only transforming your life, but helping others to do the same? 
Yes. Well, my my story begins in a very small town, a very conservative home, and a very fundamental Christian church. And so it was very narrow. And uh, I left that behind, went to college, and pursued a career in nursing and public health, which I, I had an amazing career. I worked in uh, for uh, in nursing care for only a year, but then I worked at the Fox Chase Cancer Center. I worked for the American Cancer Society, and I was responsible for helping a lot of people to uh, stay alive and to overcome very serious illnesses, and also for community outreach. It was a very excellent, amazing career. The last position I had was as the program director for Prevent Blindness America for the whole country. And I had an opportunity at that time to go to a creative leadership symposium or seminar at the Center for Creative Leadership in Greensboro, North Carolina. And that was the first time I did visioning and journaling. And I mean, it was a leadership conference, but it was very personal because their belief was that to be a good leader, you had to look inside. And that was the first time I looked inside at my at myself and some of my peers and my uh, subordinates had to answer questionnaires about me. <laughs> and I learned some things I didn't necessarily like so much about myself. I think that's something that was truly a gift, though, because that was the moment that I went down a spiritual path. The whole time I had been in my career as a, a nurse and with public health, it, I, there was nothing spiritual in my life. In fact, I didn't know the difference between religion, which is what I was beat up with as a child, and spirituality. But that was the moment that my life shifted, and I became a spiritual junkie. <laughs> mm. so, I, I um, would take it maybe that uh, part of that uh, spiritual junkiness, if I may <laughs> use that word, uh, maybe took you down the self-help aisle of most bookstores or libraries, because I know that's where it took me initially. Yes. Well, I wasn't sure what to read or where to start, and because I was raised with what I call the unholy trinity of guilt, shame, and fear, I was very fearful, and I was afraid that someone would lead me down the wrong path, but I asked my older sister for some suggestions, and she gave the very first book that she gave me was The Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. And uh, so I started there, but I read every book I could get my hands on. I went to every holistic workshop and expo in an effort to find the truth. And I searched and searched. I tried every practice. I was so earnest in my search that, of course, when we seek something, it always stays out there in front of you. It never becomes a reality. It's never, you can never quite get our hands on. We're in this constant seeking, searching mode. And eventually, um, I was awakened at 3.30 in the morning, and information started flowing into me. And some of it was familiar from the books I read, but it came to me in a different uh, with different understanding. And it came with a simple mind, body, spirit triangle initially. And I would lay there in bed for an hour and a half and then get up and go to my computer and enter everything into my computer. Well, I was awakened and received these divine downloads three or four days a week for six months. And mm. They all came together. I mean, I have a very rational, logical mind, and it all came together in this beautiful matrix that I call the blueprint for the human spirit. And it came to me one concept at a time, one idea at a time. And, and of course, the universe always provides opportunities for us to learn uh, what we're supposed to in the process. So the blueprint evolved in harmony with my own spiritual unfolding. And I just welcomed this, but there was still a part of me that said, you know, I need somebody to tell me this is 
truth that this is right. You know, I still was hesitant to accept this inner teacher, this divine uh, guidance that I was receiving. So I said, oh, I'm going to write an affirmation in my journal. I'm going to affirm that a guru is coming into my life now. You know, somebody like a Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, you know, somebody with uh, experience and with knowledge, somebody that I had read and studied. And then this voice says, well, what am I, chop liver? (laughs) (laughs) And in that moment, I realized I didn't need confirmation. I just needed to open my heart just a little bit more to the truth and realize that this was coming from direct, you know, without having to be interpreted by somebody else. It was a divine, you know, inspired uh, model for conscious, compassionate living. So that's how the blueprint evolved. And of course, initially, it was a very intellectual um, exercise, because that's kind of how I was at the time, I was very rational, logical, skeptical. And um, about six years later, I had a meditation that changed everything. And in the process, I just sat on my lanai, and I will tell you that I am not good at meditating because I'm hyper, uh, you know, I, I'm very active, high energy, and it's, it's hard for me to just really sit still and to be silent because I like to talk. <laughs> yes, I, so, I, can, I gather that, and so do I. <laughs> We are alike in that respect. So anyways, but I was sitting on my lanai this one Sunday morning, and in an hour and a half, I experienced a dramatic event in the lives of like 15 past lives. And they hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, everyone, I was grieving and dying, and I was a abused by some. And I mean, it was just unbelievable. There were men, women, and children from all walks of life that spanned the ages from ancient Mayan times to more recent early 1900s. And I I was just blown away. Mm -hmm. I came into my office, wrote down a couple lines so I could remember them. And then a friend said, write everything down that you can remember. And I am so grateful that I did that because that explained everything to me. Hmm. We're talking with our very special guest here on the program today. I say that about every guest because they are all very special. And uh, we're here with uh, Dr. Dr. Pamela uh, Girali. And Girali. Girali. And I, I want to get the name right. Uh, I have to tell you a sidebar here real quick here that... I find it the height of disrespect when I hear interviewers who don't try to get the name right within the first few minutes, even if they've tried practicing it before the interview starts. I had an interview with a Swami here in Santa Barbara. His name, I practiced for 15 minutes before I actually met him. His name, as he goes by, Swami Vidya Dishananda. Now, I looked at the lettering, and I'm going, okay, let's just break this sucker down. So, uh, Pamela Girali is my guest, and I thank you so much for being with us here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we are talking about uh, the latest work that uh, our guest, uh, Pamela Girali, has uh, shared with us, and that has to do with the dance of ego and essence. You sort of described uh, that little bit of a dance there just a moment ago. But uh, also, uh, it's talking about uh, confessions of a divine diva. And uh, we certainly hope that you will go to her website, which is, and again, it is your name, drpamelagirali.com. And we are going to be linked to your website as well, so people can uh, go to your website, find out more about you, the work you do, the mentoring, the training, all of the, all the good stuff that uh, they can find out about in terms of you being an empowered uh, author, intuitive healer, uh, inspirational speaker, um, and an illuminating leadership mentor. Boy, I got to tell you, um, after the political seasons that we have had in this country specifically. 
Uh, man, we could use some real uh, leadership mentoring, but it's not about the mentoring. It's whether it's absorbed, whether it's taken in more than anything else. But I want to ask you about uh, I find it interesting that uh, the number 40 happens to pop up a lot when people jump into uh, a time of reflection. Uh, they want to sort of get away from the crowds, get away from everything, go out in nature, and they just want to they want to be. And to me, that is that is the ultimate of perfection is just to be. I had one of those experiences when I was living in Phoenix in my first marriage. I found out about this uh, um it's a monastery run by nuns north of San, uh, north of Phoenix, Arizona, my hometown. Uh, it's uh, across the street, across the I-17 from Black Canyon City, and it's I don't remember the name of the of the place, uh, but I remember that it has these small little, you almost might call them tiny houses before tiny houses were a big deal, mm-hmm. and you could go up there. You would rent this little room, if if, if you will. And you would bring your food and all the things that you wanted because they provided nothing other than the room and the bedding. And I went up there with a bunch of stuff to draw with, uh, journal, all kinds of different things. And you could walk across the highway. They had a they had a path that went underneath the highway. So, you know, you weren't in danger. Uh, so if you wanted to, um, you know, mingle with the teeming hordes of a small town, you could do that. Go over to the grocery store, what have you. And I spent some time sitting out in the desert drawing. Uh, this was during the cool period, like December, no, uh, January, <laughs> February. And I was up there for, I think, three days. I, my, my wife's best friend took me up there. I think it was on a Friday afternoon evening and then picked me up maybe uh, on, a, on, I think it was the following, that Sunday. So I, maybe it was only a day and a half, two days, what have you. I have to tell you, that kind of solitude, it wasn't 40 days, uh, but uh, there were moments when it kind of felt like it. Uh, when I was having a blast, I had my favorite music that I would be able to, I could actually sing along out loud to, out in the desert, nobody there to hear me. Uh, I was doing drawings, which I still have and I look at from time to time. But you had a 40 days and 40 nights experience. It wasn't the flood, <laughs> Noah's no. Ark. It was actually kind of, kind of along the lines of uh, maybe, maybe not quite this example, Lent. but of Jesus going out into the wilderness for 40 days yes. and 40 nights. Or, um, uh, of course, this was the Jews were out in the desert for 40 years. That was right. a whole other story. But tell us a little bit about how, how, how you were when you embarked. Tell us, of course, about that experience, but also yes. how you came out of that. How were you different, and 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 was it something that you really noticed that I am not the same person I was a month and a half ago, forty days ago? <laughs> yes. Well, I had been ill. I had a viral thyroiditis, and I was down for about six months. When I finally recovered enough to uh, think about working again. I asked the higher powers that be what I should start with. And instead of going back to one of my abandoned projects, it was go to your office early in the morning and meditate and journal confessions. Well, I'd been a spiritual teacher for quite a while. So, you know, I thought, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we all have layers and layers of things. Um, And so I did, I wasn't sure what was gonna happen. But I went to my office, lit a candle just to kind of give me a a focal point, sat in the silence for about 30 minutes, and this word popped in my mind, discipline. Well, I don't know about you, but I, you know, that just makes me, you know, contract. And I thought, oh, I just can't stand the idea of anybody telling me what to do or how to do it, you know. And I thought, oh, my goodness, there's my first confession. So I grabbed my journal and I started writing. And in the process, I just what flowed out of me was my past experiences about discipline. And of course, growing up in the environment that I did, it was pretty harsh. And my mother stood me in the corner uh, and I was hyperactive, so that was torture. <laughs> and and I looked over at my desk, which sits in the corner, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Am I am I putting myself in the corner? Of course, you know the the charge is gone. But I wrote how 
discipline became self-discipline because I integrated it into my way of being. And when I realized I was self-disciplined, I could say no to certain things so I could say yes to things that would better serve me and things that were more important to me. And in the process, then discipline becomes direction because when we say yes to something, then that is charts the course for our future. And I realized I, how much I had learned and how much I had grown. I had gone from discipline to direction. And I wrote this amazing affirmation. So I thought, wow, this is cool. So then the next day I sat down and a couple minutes later, this word came to me, scattered. I thought, oh no, you know, here we go again. You know, I'm scattered. I have a tough time staying focused because I'm a little hyperactive, but when we stay focused on something that is so meaningful to us, it is there before us, then scattered becomes focus. And this happened every day for 40 days. And in the process, I realized I was freeing myself from another layer of stuff, of baggage, of ballast that was still kind of hanging on there. And I realized also that I was so free. I realized how amazing it was to go through this 40-day deep soul cleanse that was so joyful, though, because I was flying. I left, I wrote out things that I had never, ever told a soul about Mm. that just popped into my mind. And what a blessing it was. I shared it with a few other people. And they said, you know, on a couple of occasions, they says, you have to share this because it helped us to go through the same process. So I decided to air my dirty spiritual laundry in the form (laughs) of this book, (laughs) become spiritually naked through this radical honesty process Mm. that I think is so freeing. Yeah. Well, so that is how my book, uh, the dance of ego and essence came to be. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> that uh, it is said, yeah, well, it is said, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the yes. greatest truth that we can find is that about ourselves, both, and I put it this way, the light and the shadow, not the dark, but the shadow side. Because the shadow side is nothing more than a blockage of the light that then creates this shadow. And we tend to like to hide in the shadows. We don't want to uh, expose our spiritual laundry, or let alone our physical, mental, or emotional laundry. Uh, and, and that's a tough one. We're talking with Pamela Girali, and we're talking about her work and the things that she is doing to help herself transform and grow and help you. And you're listening to it here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's really a pleasure to have uh, Dr. Pamela Girali here on the program to talk about uh, uh, this this whole work of dancing with ego and essence. And uh, I have to uh, share with you that... Um, um, I came to this conclusion probably six or seven years into a 15-year stint at a Christian radio station. Uh, now, first of all, I didn't tow the party line. So when I left, I was declared a casualty of Christian radio because I was asking what would be called heretical questions. Here, just put a big old H on my forehead. I will wear it proudly. <laughs> Because um, I just couldn't accept the, the answers that I was given to the questions that I was asking. They didn't make any logical sense. But to, to your point about airing your spiritual laundry, as it were, were, everybody today is worried about their privacy. Now, what's funny about that, the irony is they don't want the government in their business, right? And yet... With their phones, all right, with their phones, they give away their privacy willy-nilly every time they log on. And I sit there going, what? Now, granted, in the, in the early, mid-80s, we didn't have smartphones. You know, we had those big old suitcase phones, you know. I actually had one of those. It wasn't mine. I actually found it at the radio station. I thought it was interesting that there was one there. But here's the conclusion that I came to. Based upon my understanding at that time of the divine, the supreme being, 
omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, and knows the past, the present, and the future. I mean, it's 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 like it's 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 all there. If the divine already knows the light and the shadow about me, what difference does it make if? I don't know if it was 4 billion then. It's now almost 8 billion now. What difference does it make if 8 billion people uh, know all of my, uh, my picadellos, right? And besides, most of them don't even care because most of them are just trying to survive, which is where we're trying to move from, by the way, from survival to thrival. So, uh, you know, it's like, well, but Richard, don't you understand that if somebody gets a hold of your Social Security number, they get a hold of this or they get a hold of that and get a hold of that. Look. I went to a gas station once. I bought gas at the pump using a card. And within the next 10 minutes, uh, my bank account had been uh, 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 hacked for $1,200. I wasn't liable for it. I got it all back. And then it happened a second time. And I actually did a search. I, again, I got the money back. But I did a search and it was from a, uh, the, the monies were taken out and transferred to someplace in Malaysia. Okay. Okay. So that happened. But now it was just with a card at a pump. They had a skimmer inside the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like everything's temporary. We are here for less than a puff of smoke in the infinity of things. So what difference does it make? And so it's like, and besides, would you agree with me on this one? We all experience the same emotions. Your fear is my fear. It's the stories that make each one of us unique. Yes. So yes. to share what you're going through, so what? I mean, so your story is purple and mine is green. Oh, you experienced fear? Oh, I know what fear is like yes. because of my green story. And I understand because of your, pur your, your purple story. Talk to us, because now, isn't that interesting? The cover of your book has a lot of purple and violet in it. <laughs> tell me, uh, first of all, tell me about that. How did, how did that come about? Did you design that or was that the publisher? I designed it. I like My it. husband took the picture when we were traveling in Asia. And um, so it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. And of course, when we confess, it's almost like uh, removing the veil and so the image of this uh, beautiful dancer with a veil was very powerful image that I felt would be perfect for this book. I use my husband's pictures on my website and in almost everything that I do because they're so beautiful. Now, is and, he a professional um, photographer? No, he, that's a hobby of his. He's good. He's an entrepreneur, but He's good. Um, yes. And so the, I, I agree with you that everything is out there. In fact, in the Bible, it talks about having everything on the cloud, even, <laughs> even uses that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's all out there, yeah. you know. And, uh, but I think the, the key is for us to face our fears, to face our mistakes, to face our challenges. And to realize that they are all a gift. Everything is a gift because when we look at our lives and our experiences with new eyes, when we step outside of ourselves, so to speak, and see it from a whole different perspective, then we realize that in the process, we learn and grow, we release mm. things that no longer serve us, we change our belief systems even as we let go of things that are are no longer uh, beneficial to us, we realize that a different perspective, in fact, can bring healing. And sometimes that's all it takes to look at things from a different perspective. But in the process of, of going through this 40 days where every day a new concept came to me and I realized how far I had uh, shifted how much I had learned, how my perspective had had evolved to a higher way of thinking and being, led by the blueprint for the human spirit, 
my own inner teacher, which was such a gift that I'm compelled to share. I'm compelled to uh, encourage people to do the same thing because I think if I can be radically honest, so can you. If I can let go of things, I can be an example and show you instead of telling you, it bypasses the brain and goes straight to the heart and straight to the soul instead of getting caught up in uh, intellectual exercise. And that's where we need to go. And that's what happened to me when I was mentioning about having those 15 past life experiences, because they turned the blueprint into a heart and soul experience instead of a head experience. Mm. And so anyways, that is what happened with the book, The Dance of Ego and Essence. It was a full body experience because everything just kind of flowed out of me, flowed through me. And I re-experienced funny things, very painful experiences and, and, uh, realized the degree to which my life had shifted. So I think that's where we want to go. We want to open ourselves. And that's why I use a holistic process and why the blueprint is holistic. It is about the mind and the body and the heart and the gut, our intuition, so to speak, and the soul all meld into one holistic being. And the other thing that that I thought of as you were talking was the fact that, you know, we're all experiencing the same kinds of things. And I think my journey is very similar to many, to the journey of many others. You know, I I started in a in a very uh, kind of limited uh, belief system. And then I left it all behind so that I can find my own way and eventually received my own truth. Uh, information flowed in. And then what happened was I came full circle because I didn't necessarily leave everything that I had learned or had been taught as a child behind, but now I understand it in a whole different light. I understand it in a new way so that, you know, I didn't have to change religions or faiths or beliefs, so, you know, to such a degree. I just had to see it differently. And what I realized as part of this process was um, I had, after those 15 people showed up in my life and I wrote about them and realized how much they were uh, reflected my spiritual growth. I had one more and I was a child at the feet of Jesus when he said, let the children come to me for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was like a beloved uncle. And it was such a powerful thing for me to be there and, and for, to feel that love, to feel that intense sense of belonging. And in that moment, I understood what he said about we are beloved, holy and whole. And the fact that these beloved children of God are so perfect, you know, children are not judgmental. They are open and loving and playful and joyful and curious and just totally open. And that is the kingdom of heaven when we get to that place. So I, I came full circle, and now I understand some of those teachings in an entirely different way. We're talking with Dr. Pamela Girali, and we are talking about the work that she has under, undertaken to help uh, you to grow and transform. We certainly hope that you will, uh, uh, you will stay with us as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're bringing you new paradigms for a new world. Uh, you know also that, uh, as I mentioned, we have the podcasts and the video casts on YouTube, uh, the video casts themselves. Uh, we also encourage you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s. And we ask you to go within. We're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a moment with our guest, uh, Pamela Giralian. 
and, and, and so forth. But um, I want to let you know that uh, you got to spend that time within. As she's already been talking about, hearing that still small voice, listening to it, following the promptings, getting the insight, the information, the inspiration, and so on and so forth. We hope that you will, uh, we hope that you will do that. Uh, so um, please uh, let, us, uh, let us continue here on the program. Um, I want to ask you, first of all, uh, about uh, this aspect of um, um, going within, the intuition, and trying to learn how, I mean, that's really where many, many people are right now. It's not about listening to the still small voice. It's about learning how to listen. Uh, any any suggestions, advice, practical solutions uh, for for uh, getting to a place where you won't have to ju- you won't have you don't have to stop for a minute or two and maybe close your eyes. Okay, all right. What are you trying to say to me? Because it'll just come and you'll just you know you'll just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. I was I didn't believe that I was intuitive because I was scientifically trained and um, when I realized it it was quite a shock but all this information started flowing in and with it came this uh, beautiful sense of knowingness that came to me and I realized that I if I just paused instead of uh, being busy, you know, because we're all into doing instead of just pausing. Sometimes I think we have to learn how to do that. And for someone who's hyperactive, that's not an easy thing to do either. But I, when I was lying in bed at night, you know, receiving these divine downloads, at the same time, I was receiving a gift of intuitive healing. And It came with the ability to know things and to feel things in my body. I sense things and my body goes into motion. In fact, I do healing work. And when I do it, like on a Zoom now, mostly, I become like a mirror and speak in first person um, and reflect back through motions and positions and imagery exactly what they're experiencing, what their higher self, I believe, wants them to know in this moment. And that's another thing I had to learn how to trust that because it's wild. I mean, it's just very unusual. But I think we can, we're all intuitive. It comes from this power center deep within our core. And it is something that if we become more aware of what we are doing and saying and experiencing, then that helps. If I find myself saying, well, I wonder if I need to take a, uh, an extra wrap with me or a, a jacket, then it's like, of course I do. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to myself and I'm hearing myself. But so many times we just aren't aware of that. and. Uh, I think when we see things in nature, I remember the t- the almost the moment when I started realizing that there were deeper messages and symbolism in everything, in life, in nature. And when that happened, you know, then I knew I was seeing things with new eyes and I was experiencing life in a whole different way. Mm. And when I look out and I see uh, a beautiful flower or I see uh, a cardinal that might come and sit on my windowsill or something like that, it has meaning to me now. I wrote a whole series of uh, poems at that time, a collection of poems called Inner Nature. And they reflect back to uh, what I'm seeing out in nature as a part of me. It's like, because we, whatever is going on within is being expressed without. And so I believe that we can just start paying attention if we want to 
receive those subtle messages and trust them to be. Mm. So that's one of the things that I learned how to do. We are talking right now, we're talking with um, our very special guest here on the program, and uh, her name is Dr. Dr. Pamela Girali, and we are talking about the work that she is doing through her latest work, and it is, of course, uh, Dancing with Ego and Essence, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you for staying with us here on New Paradigms for a New World. We call it Tell Me Your Story. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Um, I will also tell you folks, as I mentioned earlier, um, our guest Pamela Girali is also a registered nurse, and uh, she is definitely not Nurse Ratchet. She, Ratchet, she's probably more akin to Nurse Galenda, the good witch uh, of the West, if you will. If you will. It's interesting how... In our, in our world, we have uh, deemed uh, South and East as not great places to be, but West and North always seem to be good places. I, always, I find that interesting, but I also find it interesting, too, and of course I've uh, struggled with this most of, uh, most of my time here doing this program with the whole issue of duality. And I started taking a look at the globe and looking at... The Northern Hemisphere versus the Southern Hemisphere. And how the Southern Hemisphere does not get what I would call the recognition and or the respect that the Northern Hemisphere does. Because what do you have? You've got uh, America, you've got the United States and Canada, uh, and you've got, uh, yes, you have China and, and so forth. Uh, but you have Europe, the EU, and England and Ireland and so forth, the Middle East. Uh, I mean, you think about Dubai. I mean, look what they're building uh, land out of nothing, you know, piles of sand, which if you take a look at a whole biblical passage, do you really want to build your kingdom on sand? I don't think so. But hey, listen, hey, it's not my place to say. Uh, you'll see. Uh, but it's just interesting, this whole aspect of duality, Pam. Pamela, let me ask you about that in terms of yes. your struggle with the whole aspect of duality. Now, I'll put this out there in this context. Someone said to me, challenged me, says, well, what about all the mistakes that you made? And at the time, I, I, couldn't re I, I had no idea where this was coming from. But I said, I've never made a mistake in my life. I have only had learning experiences or life lessons, if you will, however you want to phrase it. Do you ever, when you were in school, did you ever walk up to your teacher with a paper that she graded or he graded that had a bad grade, maybe a, 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 a C minus D, F, and apologize and ask forgiveness from the teacher? No, you never did that. Because <laughs> what was the process? The process was to learn. Let's say it was your timetables. All right, I didn't get six times seven is 42. Oops, wait a minute. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, two plus two is three. Oops. All right, I need to learn that, and I need to learn why it's four. Okay, not just that it's four, but why. Um, you didn't go up and say, please forgive me for making an F, you know, or ask them uh, to forgive, uh, or, or they ask you to forgive you, uh, forgive them for giving you an F. It was learning. That was that's the whole process, and that's why we're here. Talk to us about your struggles, challenges, uh, insights over this aspect of duality that the, the, even the Hindus call Maya. Yes. Well, I believe that duality, the belief in duality, is the basis for all fear, which is the basis for all of our issues. And it plays out in the physical realm, in the mental, intuitive, spiritual, emotional realm. And I believe there's a process that we kind of go through also in order to resolve that, to re resolve fear so that we can know a sense of oneness. And certainly I've learned that through my work with the blueprint and I work with clients in spiritual blueprinting sessions, intuitive healings to help them through the same process. But you're right. Every so-called mistake or failure is really an opportunity, a learning experience. And 
once I was given a, a B in a 10 credit nursing course, and I thought I had done better than that. So I wrote a three page document that showed how I had achieved the objectives <laughs> of the course. <laughs> and they changed my grade. Now, 10 credits is a big deal, you know, but I also realized that I had not been working quite up to my potential. And because I had experience as a a certified nursing assistant, I knew the techniques and things, but there was more. And so I was kind of floating along and my instructor said, well, if I wanted to pick someone to take care of me, it'd be you, but you can do better and you can do more. And I expect more of you. So from that moment on, I truly did work harder. Um, so I think we, we learn in different ways, but mistakes are blessings again, because we learn, we can, if we quit being the victim who blames other people for what happens to us, then we truly can learn something and we can shift out of victimhood. Things do not just happen to us beyond our control. That's the lowest level of spiritual evolution that there is, the lowest level of spiritual understanding to the point where, you know, most of us try to take, uh, use our ego effort to make things happen by me. So that's another level. We take charge and we try to uh, change things. Then eventually we realize that we are vessels through which God works. We're the hands, heart, and the voice of God here on earth. And so we allow things to, we work with a higher power. Things happen through us to the point where eventually we know oneness and we show up as the divine beings that we are. And, you know, in my youth, no one ever told me, uh, I was told I was an unworthy sinner and tainted by original sin. And no one ever told me about my original divinity. Mm. And there is that part of us also. Well, I, and will, I will tell you that I have uh, developed uh, an issue with the song Amazing Grace. Beautiful <laughs> song. Beautiful yes. song. Okay. But I got a problem with the words. The first line. Wretch. Thank you. Now, <laughs> you mentioned earlier in the program about uh, the biblical passage in reference to, and uh, then maybe this is a second one, a second passage in the same vein. Uh, come to me as little children. Children. Not childlike. I mean, I'm sorry, not childish, but childlike. Yes. Then there's another passage, be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Um, and these are these are concepts that, that I've been pondering over the years and, and sort of come to my own uh, my own understanding. Love your perspective, uh, which sounds like it would probably be pretty much the same. Um, but when I think about from the philosophical perspective of the sacrifice. As a parent, and I am not a parent, okay, but I know that my family, my mother and father, uh, they would probably do anything for us, no matter how mischievous and misbehaved we are. We're still their children, okay? Uh, they might use tough love, but they still love us. They still care. We are still precious to them. Right. Okay. So if that being the case, if this sacrifice was being made, it meant that we had value. We were already priceless. And following the sacrifice, I don't know if it's even possible to be more than priceless, but that's what we became. We already had value from our birth. Yes. That has not that has never changed regardless of what we think, believe, say, do. 
And the perfection aspect is just, as I mentioned earlier, is just to be, just to be, sit, sit still and know that I am God. I am. Be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. How is he perfect? God just is. Just is. He's not good or bad, right or wrong. Just exactly. is. And I think that that message is starting to get out within Christendom, but I know that it's out there in other areas. But we, as individuals, you and I would agree, we got some baggage that we're carrying around that is not uh, helping us to believe that. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Exactly. And certainly that's what I was doing in this process of writing this book, explaining how all this baggage that I had been you know, that had been ingrained in me was I was able to let that go. And certainly um, I, one of the topics of my day was about perfectionism. Ah. And that's a whole different thing from being perfect. Yes. I did my best to be perfect, to do everything right. Because if I didn't, I wasn't going to make it inside the pearly gates. Yeah. And and I gave up. I left it all behind because I knew I couldn't do that. Yeah. But what I could do would be to realize that I am perfectly imperfect, an individuated expression of mm-hmm. God here mm-hmm. on earth right now. Yeah. The hands and the heart and the voice of God. That's what we are. And so it doesn't matter what we do or where we are or who we serve. We show up as love because that's another name for of God, of us, as light, and just be present, show yeah. up as the love that we are. Wrote a song. And certainly. Yeah, I wrote a song. Uh, and in We that will line, make mistakes, yeah. and we'll learn. <laughs> well, I wrote a song, and the line in the song, uh, in the middle of the song is, I'm doing the best I can. That's yes. all I can do is the best I can. Exactly. Show up every day. Do your best. Yeah. Be the love that you are. And, you know, we will do things. And then you say, I'm sorry. And then you move on and let it go and don't do it the next time. Yeah. But uh, and, and that's the key. You have to become aware enough of what you're doing. We have to be very self-aware if we want to learn and grow in order for us to be authentic, we have to be very aware. We have to observe ourselves almost. We have to look inside. We have to look at our motives and we have to look at our behaviors and, and do our best. And I make mistakes. I learn and I'm still learning great. We all are, but eventually I believe what happens is that we do learn our oneness. We release fear, our fear of death, our fear of failure, our fear of abandonment, our fear of being suppressed. All of those are fears that are related to different aspects of life, but we release the fear because we know that as essence, as divine beings, that nothing can hurt us, nothing can harm us. Now, This physical being is temporary, but the rest of us isn't. You know, the essence of our being is not temporary. It is eternal. And that is what we are trying to discover when we go on this amazing adventure in self-discovery. That's what we learn. Mm. We release our fears so that we do know that we are one. And certainly every faith has a golden rule. Mm. Do unto others. Because what you do to others, you do to yourself, i.e., we are one. And when we realize that, then there's no we and they, Mm -hmm. and there's no us and them, you know, we are one. And so our motives change, our intentions change, so that every choice that we make is for our highest good which is for the highest good of others and for the whole world. Mm. And when we know oneness, then that's the type of choices that we make. Mm -hmm. Win, win, win solutions for 
the world and for each other. Yeah. So that is how I think we we eventually get to this point where we know oneness. Mm. I like uh, my version of the golden rule as well. Do unto others as if you were the others. And it's the same thing that you just said. Same thing. It's exactly the yes. same thing. We're talking with Dr. Pamela Girali, and we're talking about dan- the dance of ego and essence here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's uh, been a great pleasure to have our very special guest here on the program talking about this. I have one final question for you in regards to what we've been discussing over this program, and that is, uh, what what kind of dance is it? Is it a waltz? Is it a jitterbug? Is it the Charleston? <laughs> well, you know, in my youth, I was not allowed to dance. It Uh-oh. was one of the thou shalt nots. And um, so to write a book about dance, um, but I also wrote and performed a one woman show called Confessions of a Spiritually Promiscuous Woman. And it is about how I, uh, you know, changed my beliefs and how I learned and, and, and grew. And it's on my website, on my about page a link to one of the shows that I did at at a Unity Church. And you have to start at about minute 12 where I come in. uh, And it shows, though, how we uh, evolve and change and grow and come full circle Mm -hmm. to understand these teachings. And certainly, you know, it is a blessing to be able to do that and to know that about ourselves, to learn that and discover who we are. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for giving us so much time here on the program. We'd love to have you back to continue this conversation. Oh, yes. All right. That would be great. Well, yes. Then, folks, thank you. She's coming back. All right. She is coming back and we will have Absolutely. her back again. Let's do it. Dr. Pamela, <laughs> Pamela Girali. And uh, the website is drpamelagirali.com. We'll be linked to your website as well. I have three final questions uh, that I ask on this program of my guests. Uh, and you may have answered them to some degree during the program, but I'd like to ask them pointedly. However, before I ask those questions, I need to let you, our listeners and viewers, know that uh, we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., 9 a.m. on Wednesdays for a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We also are live at those times at richarddugan.com, and the podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We also want you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, where we uh, ask you to go within and listen to that still, small voice. Just spend some time just being, be perfect, just be in that space. And then if you, uh, if this resonates with you, you like what we're bringing you and you'd like to support the work that we're doing, we would greatly appreciate any financial support you can give us. We have a PayPal account. It is for your security as well as ours. And when you go to PayPal and uh, they ask you uh, where you want to send this uh, contribution, uh, you put in the email address, richard at richarddugan.com. That's Richard at richarddugan.com. So we hope that you will uh, do that uh, if you're able to do that. And we will take energetic support as well. Just send us your good thoughts and energy uh, our way, and we will put it to good use. I promise you we want to keep bringing guests like uh, Pamela to you. And, um, again, she is the good nurse of the West, and uh, we thank her for being. She's got a great smile. You'll see that when you go to her website. (laughs) What's that, Glenda? Glenda. Of the Southeast. (laughs) Of the Southeast. There you go. Well, uh, now we go on to the lightning round of our uh, game show called Tell Me Your Story. We ask the three final questions. There are no right or wrong answers to these questions. It's not like Jeopardy, and you don't have to answer them in a particular way. But the first of those three questions is, who is Pamela Girali? I am love expressing every moment of every day, doing my best. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? My intention is to share the blueprint for the human spirit with the world because I know how powerfully impactful it is. Uh, and so as something that will uplift humanity, which we desperately need at this point. And finally, what is your life's purpose to share the blueprint for the human spirit it came to me through my rational logical mind and it is something that uh everything that i learned or did up to this moment prepared me so that i could do this 
And I'm truly grateful. Well, we're thankful that you did. And thankful that you've joined us here on the program, and we will have you back for uh, a second, uh, a round two, so to speak, and continuing this conversation, because I think that um, uh, as I did an interview just a a couple of days ago with someone, and we were asking uh, some pretty hard questions regarding uh, the whole issue, the broad issue of dementia, Uh, and those hard questions need to be addressed and answered uh, to the best of our ability as individuals, and we thank you for helping us to do that. And we thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, (laughs) videocast, love to lol.